In this episode, I want to share with you a story about neuroception, which happened to my family and I recently, which was someone banging on our window at like 11 p.m. at nighttime. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, coach, and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to have more calm, confidence, and connection without the psychobabble. This is, of course, not therapy, nor intended to be therapy. Hope you are enjoying these faster, special Friday episodes. Hope you don't mind. I think that this is a really good example of neuroception. What happened was this past Saturday, today's Tuesday, so a few days ago, uh, someone apparently was banging on my office window, which is right here to my right. Uh, at nighttime, it's like 11 o'clock at night. At least that's what... My, the, the image that my wife and the four kids that were in my house, I have two and there were two sleeping over. That, that's the image that they had in their mind to explain what was happening. And I believe them. Because after, you know, we were safe, I went outside, I went to a couple different windows and banged on it with my fists without, you know, breaking it. And they said, yes, that's what, that's what we heard. That is except louder, but they said, that's what we, that's what we heard. So I was asleep when the noise happened. So I did not directly hear it. But I'm going to talk more about that as I talk about neuroception. And just to kind of add more evidence to what happened, they noticed that the garage door light, the light above the garage door came on. And that only comes on if there's movement. So we're assuming that someone banged on the window and then ran across the lawn past the garage, which activated the garage door uh, motion sensor. I'm going to break this down in terms of initial autonomic response and then connect it to neuroception. So basically, here's what happened. We had some family uh, friends over that day. It was Saturday for a pool party. It was super hot here. And the kids were swimming. I was in the pool. And that again, that day was hot. And I did a lot of swimming. I did a lot of socializing. These are two things that completely drained me. So by like 930 or so, I was done. Uh, our friends, the, the other parents were, were gone by that point. They were pretty tired. I was done, exhausted. I fell asleep quick. So I fell asleep. And the next thing that I know, I am out of bed and running down the hallway toward my front door. Like that's what my memory was or my recollection of that moment. I fell asleep and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm running down the hallway toward the front door, you know, jumping out of my bed. My wife had said something to me as I was running. I'm not quite sure what it was. Kids were freaking out in the front room. Uh, one of our dogs was barking his head off, hugs, and he has a really deep, mean bark. And so I got to the front door, looked out the windows, um, checked the security cameras. The kids explained what they heard, and they all said the same thing. They all said someone was banging on a window, and they each pointed toward the direction of my office, which is, again, right outside of my right here. There very well may be someone out there right now getting a sneak peek of this podcast. Can you imagine? So they all pointed the same direction. All right. When I got to the door, I didn't run outside. I withheld on that impulse. Like, you know, there was an impulse or yeah, there was an impulse to, you know, try and find whoever had done this. But uh, in my neighborhood, we have this, these, these ring alerts that come up where other people show that, People, I don't know, ne'er do wells, 
are trying to lure them out of the house in order to, you know, someone else jumps out of the bushes and like runs in the house or accosts them in some form. So I didn't go out. I didn't want to open the door and open my family up to that. My wife called the police. They came in like five minutes, walked through the neighborhood, gave us some tips on how to make the home more secure, including getting more lighting. So anyhow, let's get back to what happened in our nervous systems at the moment of the initial banging noise. The kids had mobilized enough to group together in the living room. The boys, um, my son and his friend were in his room and the girls were in the living room. I think they were up a little bit later watching TV. The boys were trying to sleep in the bedroom. After the banging noise, my daughter, who is now 14, she said that she yelled, she said that she kind of froze for a moment and then yelled, hey, like she, she laughed about it because it's all that came out of her mouth, but she yelled, hey, with enough sympathetic activation that alerted my wife, who was I think was already up, but it may have actually helped me wake up. I don't know what woke me up, but that may have been one of those things was her yelling, hey. So my wife was up. Um, I don't know if it was the hay that woke me up or my wife jumping out of bed, uh, the, my wife saying stuff to me, the dog barking, or maybe the sound on the window itself. I don't know what woke me up, but it might have been all those things. For me, I mobilized really quickly and really without a second thought. Now, is this because I'm the man of the house protecting my family? Is it because I'm brave and, and ready to, to take on any intruders? Possibly. But, you know, also, you know, maybe kind of not. So let's talk about neuroception to kind of get into that a little bit deeper. Neuroception, to remind you, if you don't know about the polyvagal theory, neuroception is the body's unconscious detection of information from the internal and external world. So it uses the five senses as far as the external world. It uses your five senses to detect safety and danger from, you know, the external environment. That information gets sent to the brainstem, and then the brainstem then shifts the body's uh, processes to adapt to the needs of the present moment, to adapt for the needs of survival. So it could be, the, it could shift the body into a, a state of safety and social connection, or it could shift the body into a state of mobilization, flight fight, or a state of immobilization, shutdown. It, it's more complex than that, but those are the three basic primary states. So for now, I think the key points to know here is that neuroception is unconscious and neuroception triggers these state shifts based on the needs for survival. So let's get back to how I respond to this. So I mobilized without a second thought. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I also never had a first thought. Like, you know, I never made um, a conscious decision to wake up. I never made a decision to get out of bed and then go to the front of the house. I never thought, you know, I'm gonna protect my loved ones and my home. I just did the actions that I did. My body just mobilized. I didn't choose it, it just happened. So I wouldn't say I was brave because, well, I didn't feel fear. I didn't feel hesitation. It's not like I had to will myself through this despite, you know, feeling fear. But I actually didn't feel anything at all. Um, it was really a moment of pure impulsive movement that was driven by, by my sympathetic mobility uh, instincts, as best I can tell. I went from being in a shutdown state of, you know, being asleep. I went being, from being shut down and unconscious to mobilized and alert. I wouldn't say I was 
initially, at least, you know, right off the bat, conscious. I was alert, though. My, my body was responding to the external cues of safety or, or danger, really. So alert seems to be a, a better word for, for what I was experiencing there. So I was taking in the information, but not consciously and then processing and thinking about it. I was neurocepting and then reacting. But there was no initial thought process on what I should do or what to do next. By the time I got to the door, I was more awake, I would say, more conscious, and then trying to piece together what had happened based on everyone's reports. And I was conscious enough to not open the front door, you know, in case uh, there was some sort of elaborate ruse to then get in the house. To give you an idea of just how fast this unconscious mobilization happened, my wife described it this way. She said, you levitated out of bed. I promise you I've never gotten out of bed that fast. Typically it's more deliberate and kind of slow, kind of a slow process. She was actually up before I was and was mobilized and head in that direction, but I just literally, um, my, my body just willed itself out of bed you know, based on what it was neurocepting as dangerous. So I neurocepted danger from the environment. So you know, even when we're asleep, uh, our bodies are still detecting safety and danger. My wife's sudden mobilization, I probably felt that in the you know mattress. The sound of the bang, maybe I had heard that in my sleep. The dog barking, uh, kids freaking out. All these things indicated danger. So my brainstem accurately neurocepted danger and then shifted my body into a mobilized, probably more of an aggressive state fight. And I say that because I was going toward the danger. I wasn't evading it or escaping it or running away. My, my legs carrying my body toward the danger, really with the biological intention of protecting family and territory. And I say biological intention because I think that's just kind of an instinct that is a part of us, is to protect our home, territory, and our loved ones. So this was just this purely biological process that I would love to say I was super brave in and you know, protected everybody. But really, there was absolutely no choice in the matter. My body did it without my conscious direction or will. So anyhow, we're safe. Um, those kids, they, they went back home. The sleep over ended. Uh, we called their parents. They came and got the kids. I ended up sleeping on the couch. My kids went to our bed. And I basically slept a little bit. And when I did, my I pretty much had one eye open. The, the next day, yeah, so, you know, it was a terrible night of sleep. The next day we bought a, a ring camera, set it up in the spot where the noise came from, which was the darkest part of our front house, or of our front yard. And so now we got it, uh, the, the motion sensor spotlights up and we're going to add some, some permanent you know, light, nighttime lights that are on all the time as well. But yeah, we're safe and we've taken some, some measures to make sure that Something like this is less likely to happen in the future. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. That was It was a pretty rough night for everybody. I actually shared this story for my email list subscribers in this week's newsletter. If you're not already subscribed to my email list, um, I have a, I'll have a link for you in the description. And when you sign up for it, you'll get a copy of my book on the polyvagal theory and how it connects to trauma. But yeah, every week I send something, you know, a, th a thought about therapy or a story a personal story like this to my, my email list. 
Plus, you'll get a chance to sign up for other email mini lessons. I, it's not just like junk mail I'm throwing at you every week. There is a lot of stuff there to deepen your learning. And yeah, learn a little bit more about me as I share stories here and there. If you want to join my email list, I'll have a link for you in the description. And I'll even send you a copy of my ebook. It's called Trauma and the Polyvagal Paradigm. So if you sign up for my email list, you'll get a copy of that uh, ebook as well. Thank you so much for listening to another uh, Friday episode, fellow Stuckna. I do hope that this has been a helpful resource for you in learning about neuroception in particular and getting a real life example of it. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice, it is for educational and entertainment purposes only.